Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Hilcha Shabbos, the laws of Shabbos, Perek Hamish Osar, chapter 15. Coming off of chapter 14, where we learn that there are four domains in the laws of Shabbos. There is the public domain, Rishus Harabim. The private domain, Rishus Hayochid, and we talked about definitions. Carmelis or Carmelit, which is a public domain that does not meet the requirements of a public domain. So it really is not a public domain, but rabbinically it is considered like one. Then there's a Makom Ptur, a place which is technically exempt from any domain, and you could do just about anything and get away with it. Those are the four domains which we introduced chapter 14 with and elaborated with uh, 24 paragraphs. And now we come to chapter 15, describing additional scenarios in the next 22 paragraphs. Aleph 1. Technically, a person may stand in a private domain, reach over into what is called a public domain, and move things around and carry and do whatever he wants because he is in the private domain. And he may stand in the private domain. I'm sorry, I think I said that wrong. Let's start again. A person could stand in the public domain and carry in the private domain because he is carrying in the private domain. And he may stand in the private domain and carry in the public domain as long as he doesn't move it more than four almost four cubits, six feet. And if he did, Potter, it's forbidden, but he's exempt from punishment. Because he is in a different domain. Similarly speaking, a person can stand in a private domain and put his key into the doorway and open the door in a public domain. Or in a a public domain, and open, put the key into a keyhole and open the door in a private domain. And one would think that that would not be good, but that is okay. And the commentaries say that nowadays most keyholes are considered not public domains or not private domains, but carmelises, so it's technically okay. A similar parallel example is an animal where the majority of the animal was outside the private domain and it has its head into the stall, which is a private domain. You can force feed the animal, which was what they did and probably still do to certain animals. So the concern would be, yes, now the head is in the private domain, but force feeding, you've got to really push deep. Are you going to be pulled outside? The answer is, it's not a problem. But with a camel, it is a problem. The head and the body of the camel. At least the majority of it has to be within. Because the neck is long, and as you force feed, you're going to be dragged outside the private domain. A person should not stand in a private domain. Stick his head out. 
and drink in a public domain. Or stand in a public domain. Stick his head in and drink in a private domain. Unless unless his entire head and the majority of his body is in the domain in which he's drinking. Otherwise, we don't trust that he's going to stick in that domain and he's going to carry the vessel or the cup or whatever he's drinking from one domain to the other. When does this apply? If he was drinking in China, not the country. If he was drinking from a fancy cup, Nice vessels, vessels that he needs, because we're going to be concerned that by habit he's going to just pull it into the domain where his body is. But if he's drinking from not special vessels, as we say nowadays, styrofoam cups, paper cups, disposable cups, stuff he doesn't need, or another Scenario. The pit he was drinking from was in a non-public domain, rather in a carmelis. In that case, even though the vessels he's drinking from are nice vessels, he can just place his head in there and drink, even though his majority of his body is not there with his head. Why? Because it's only a Carmelist. What's a Carmelist? A Carmelist is a place that's forbidden by rabbinic law. By rabbinic law, it's treated like a public domain. But it's not a public domain. So the laws are more lenient. Another scenario, a, a person can stand in a public domain the kalit, and he can collect from the air, from water, which is flowing down, from a drain pipe, a or from a wall. The person's very, very thirsty. And there's water flowing down, gushing down, either from a drain pipe or from a wall, and he wants to drink it. The problem is he's in a public domain. And the drain pipe is coming from a house. The wall is the wall of a house, a private domain. But as long as the water is in the air, he can catch the water and drink it. As long as he doesn't touch the drain pipe or the wall and take it from it. Because it is a private domain. He'll be taking from private domain to public domain. And if he touched the private domain as he's taking the water, if it was higher than ten handbreadths, but less than three handbreadths from the roof, and that's the problem, less than three handbreadths from the roof is like the roof. also it's forbidden. Because it's like he removed it from the roof. Give me one of those copies. Which is a private domain. So the fact that he touched the roof as he's getting the water means he's coming from private domain to public domain. That's not good. Another example. Another scenario. If the drain pipe itself was four handbreadths by four handbreadths or more. 
which is the minimum size to create one's own public domain. Whether it was within ten handbreadths, or was higher, and he took water from it, it's forbidden. Because it's its own domain. In that case, why is he not liable? Taking from a private domain into a public domain is a serious violation of Torah law. The answer is, because the water never came to a stop. And therefore, he never really picked up the water. They're just flowing, so you're missing, I believe, the akira. The lifting up of the object, which we learned in the last chapter, is critical. Dalid ziz, like a sill, a projection. Going outside the window, like a window sill, something that projects from the house outside. Going into the space. Now, this scenario and the following scenarios describes the situation where the wall of the house is the boundary of the private domain, and right outside the window of the house is already public domain. So the sill is sticking into a public domain. Now the question is, what's the deal with the space on the sill? If it was more than 10 handbreadths, we learned that a handbreadth is about 3.15 inches, 31.50 inches. If it's more than two and a half feet high, it's in general not a problem. Because we learned that public domain, more than ten handbreadths, is considered and we know the rule that a public domain only works for the first ten handbreadths. Above that is called a place of exemption, as we learned earlier. As long as you're not in the lowest ten handbreadths of the wall of the private, public border, it's okay. Because public domain above 10 handbreadths is not considered public domain. Now, we get a little tricky. When does this apply? When there's only one protrusion or one sill going into the air of the public domain. And here there's a diagram if there were two sills, one under the other, you see the window and you see the sill, and then you see the sill under it, the center diagram. Even though they're both above the ten handbreadths. If the upper one has a minimum of four handbreadths by four handbreadths, you're not allowed to use it because it becomes its own domain. And the one under it is another domain. And one domain causes the other to be forbidden to share a third domain. And here there's a lot of commentary struggling to understand what the Rambam is saying. And uh, the common interpretation is that the Rambam is talking about like an apartment house where you have two owners. And one owner has the upper sill, and the other owner has the lower sill. And the question is, can they all share without an Eruv Chatseros? That's the common 
understanding of this very complex law, because it becomes its own domain, and the one becomes another, because two different domains can't share a center domain without an Erev. There's a lot more to be said about this. But we're going to go on to six. However, if the upper sill or protrusion does not have four by four, and the lower one does not have four by four, so they don't create their own domain, then the people inside can use them both. So the same goes for the entire wall. Up to the lowest ten if the lower sill has four by four and the upper doesn't, he can only use the upper, the space that's literally opposite his window. But anything that is to the side of his window, is forbidden. Because the one under him has established its own domain. Again, a very complex law with very many interpretations. Seven. A caveat. Whenever we say that you can utilize this sill or protrusion which goes into the space of the public domain, when he does, let me just pause, press the pause button, and introduce what he's about to say here. We're concerned that, although you're allowed to use this sill in and out, we're concerned that you're going to drop something, and it's going to go to the ground. So if you have a very expensive outfit, you're going to drop it to the ground. You're going to look around, make sure no one's there. Run downstairs and get it. Taking in from the public domain to the private domain. Therefore, our sages said, don't use anything there that if you drop, it'll still be there. What can you use? Earthenware vessels, china, glass. If it drops, it breaks. And there's nothing to get. Back to the text. Only earthenware vessels and glass. I guess crystal would be great. <laughs> because if it falls into the public domain, onto the sidewalk, it's going to be broken. But all other utensils, all the other garments, all other food, are forbidden. You're going to drop a piece of strudel. You go downstairs and get the strudel. So we're concerned that you're going to be too tempted to violate the law because you dropped something precious. Ches, and here we have a picture, a diagram, two houses across the street where there's a public domain in between the two houses. And again, I want to just pause for a moment and point out for there to be a real public domain in between two houses is pretty rare because a public domain means lots and lots and lots of people are there. But I guess it could happen. But it's not your everyday scenario. Most of our residential streets are not technically public domains. They're more like a Carmelis. But that's a separate conversation. Two houses on two sides of the street. And the street is a public domain. Now the question is, we've established that a public domain does not have the definition of a public domain above ten hand breadths above 31 and a half inches, the public domain doesn't really limit you because it's in the air. 
Zorak What if he throws from one window to the other, from one house to the other, and he's above the ten hand breaths? Potter, he's exempt. Why? Because he's only going through the Mokam Ptur, the place of exemption. Others say it shouldn't say Potter here, but it should say Mutter. It's totally permissible. Provided that the two houses are his. Because otherwise there arises another problem. You're not allowed to carry from one, pub, one private domain to the other without an without an Erev connecting the two private domains. Which we're going to learn about in the laws of Erev. Or there is an Erev. And the Erev we're talking about is the Erev permitting carrying from one courtyard to another. But if they do both belong to you, or there's an Erube Chatseris, then you can throw anything you want to. Metal and, and garments. Because these two houses are across the street, and they're lined up well, and they go through this Mokump tour. But if one was higher than the other, and that's what this diagram shows, one house is structured higher than the other. Then you would be forbidden to throw a garment or something like that. Because we're concerned that because you're not lined up, it's going to fall down and you're going to be tempted to bring it from one domain to the other. But as we learned earlier, earthenware vessels that are break or glass, no problem. Zedek, knock yourself out. Test 9. A pit, a cistern, located in public domain. And there's a window coming from a private domain just above it. Question is, can I take water or whatever is in the cistern, vodka, and bring it into my house? I can combine the depth within the pit itself, within the cistern, and the height of that which is constructed above it. And if together they reach the 10 handbreadths, 31.50 inches or more, according to the definition in the Kahat Chumash, then I can fill my vessel from it on Shabbos and bring it into the house. Because it comes from private domain to private domain next to each other. When does this apply? If it's within four handbreadths from the wall of the private domain, like ten inches or so, where a human being cannot comfortably squeeze through, to squeeze through in ten inches, you've got to be abyssal anorexic. But if it was further than that, you can't fill from the cistern. Unless the buildup around the cistern was more, the buildup itself, the wall on top was more than 10 hand breaths. Because then the pail, when it comes out, is going to enter into a place of exemption. Remember, in a Public domain, higher than 10, is considered a place of exemption. 10. What if there's a garbage heap, a garbage pile, located in a public domain? It's more than 10. Hand breaths high. 
there's a window of a private domain above it. Can you open the window and pour out your leftover apple juice into the garbage heap? You can pour your water out on Shabbos. When does this apply? In a public garbage heap, which is not usually emptied out, because the public garbage heaps, they just get higher and higher. But if it's a private garbage heap, and you cannot do it, maybe unbeknownst to the guy, it will have been cleaned up. Now he's pouring into public domain rather than into ten handbreadths or more above the public domain. Eleven. You have some, some diagrams here. You have the uh, house and the cistern. Okay. We learned that already. Eleven. What if there is a conduit of water or a stream of water going through a person's yard? You have a stream of water going through your yard. If it's ten handbreadths or more high, which means deep, and it's four handbreadths or more wide, a yeser. Alkane or more. Adasaramis, as long as it's not more than 10 cubits, 15 feet, ain't mimalin mimena b'shabbos. You're not allowed to draw water from it on Shabbos. Unless you make a barrier, a partition in the water, at the entry and at the exit, so that it shuts it down. It privatizes it. If, it does, if it's not 10 Hand breaths high, a she'ain berach barba, or doesn't have a width of four. Then it's part of your yard, and you can fill it even without isolating it with a partition. What if it has in its width more than ten amas? An amas is about an amas is about a foot and a half, precisely one point five seven feet. Even though it doesn't have the height of 10, you can't fill from it. Until you create that partition. Here's another problem. When it's more than 10, almost more than about 15 feet, it's considered a breach in the wall. And your whole yard is not contained. In that case, can you carry in the yard in general? If there is at least a little piece, a small portion of the wall on each side, the or a piece of barrier, at least four handbreadths on one side, that's enough of a designation to say it is still enclosed. Vain also it's not forbidden, only to fill from the stream, but you're allowed to carry in your in your yard. But if there's not even a little piece of wall on each side, or the bigger piece on one side, you're forbidden to carry in the whole yard because you lost your barrier. Because now, this stream of water, this conduit of water, is opening into a larger body of water, like a lake or a river or an ocean. Shukarmalus, which we learned is a carmelus. So you can't carry, <coughs> by rabbinic law, in a carmelus. Okay, it's very nice to say, put a partition in the water. How do you put a partition in the water? You ever tried to put a partition in the water? 
If you put the partition above the water, which is a little bit easier, you build a partition suspended above the water. You need at least a hand breadth going into the water. 3.15 inches or more protruding into the water. Or if the barrier is within the water, you need at least a handbreadth going up. In order that the water in your courtyard should be separated. It's okay that the barrier doesn't reach to the ground. So you have water flowing under the barrier, no problem. That's like the barrier reef. That was a joke. Because it has ten. Hand breaths, it is permissible. This suspended partition is only permitted in water. Because it's only rabbinic. The prohibition of carrying in water is rabbinic. The whole partition is to make a mark of distinction because the whole waterway is a carmelis. It's not a public domain. And here you have a diagram of the conduit of water going through the yard, and so on. Amas hamayim oeveres bein hachatzeres vachalines psucheseleho. What if you have a conduit of water going? Next to yards and windows are open to it. And that's the next diagram on the border, on the left column, in, a, in, in your papers. Or it comes from the Mosnaim Rambam book. Imein bo kashir, if it doesn't have the minimum, you can drop your pail down from the window and fill up from it on Shabbos. If it's not more than three hand breaths from the wall. But if it is, you can't fill from it. Unless there was a protrusion, a projection. And there is a diagram of this, projection, of this projection extending from the walls on either side. Because that makes like it's going through the courtyard, because this projection brings it closer to the private domain. Tesva 15, Kitsutsra, what if there's a balcony of sorts? Back then there was a custom to erect balconies over bodies of water as well, just as they erected balconies over public domains. So there's a balcony that was erected, over a body of water, and you have an opening window under it, going into the water. Question is, can you fill from the waterway onto the balcony on Shabbos? The answer is no. Unless you make a barrier of ten hand breaths or more over the water, pointing towards the window, which is in the balcony, or you have a barrier descending towards the water, then we can imagine as if it extends all the way. 
And this is the idea of good asik and good achiz. Just as you can fill from one with this barrier, you can also pour because remember a waterway is not a public domain, but it's a carmelist, which is a rabbinic domain. What if you have a yard, a courtyard, which is pchusa, it's less than arba amis al arba amis. It's less than four amis by four amis. It's less than six feet by six feet. We're concerned if you're going to pour water into that yard on Shabbos, it's going to go right out into the public domain because you don't have enough yard space to absorb it. It'll quickly go out. Now, if it slowly goes out, we're not that concerned. Because you're very indirectly causing it to go out. But if it's so small and limited, it doesn't even have four amas by four amas, it's going out quickly. Therefore, the only way you can pour water in the yard, which is small, concerned that it'll flow into the public domain directly. You have to make a pit. That contains two saws in the courtyard. Or, alternatively, in the public domain, abutting the private domain, you have to have a pit, a drainage pit, which this water can flow to. In order that the water should gather. Now, he says it has to be two saws. A saw is 8.25 liters, or, in Americanese, 2.18 gallons. So two saws is 4.36 gallons. That's how big this pit has to be, either in the private domain or in the public domain, abutting the private domain. And you have to create a covering, a dome, that it should not be visible from the public domain. And the courtyard and the patio adjoining it can combine when you're calculating these four cubits. How much is the space that can hold this? By a half a amma. By three-fifths of, a, of, a, of an amma. Again, an amma is 1.57 feet, about a foot and a half. So it's half of that. Three-quarters of a foot by three-quarters of a foot by three-fifths of an amma high. That will give you the sosayim, the space in the pit, which will hold the two sauce, two times 2.8 gallons. 17. What if it was less than that measure? This pit. We can pour no more than the pit can contain. But if it was as big as was dictated, if it has that two saws, that 4.36 gallon capacity, you can put as many gallons as you want to, even 60. As many saws as you want to, even 60. What do you mean? Wait a minute. The water is going to overpower the capacity. It's going to spread out and go out. It's okay. We don't mind. Of course, it was big. 
When does this apply in the winter? That wherever you turn, there's rain and water and mud, the mud and the blood and the beer. And there are pipes that are flowing all over the place. The onlooker, we are concerned with the onlooker. That the onlooker in the public domain will say, hey, this guy is transferring water from private domain to public domain. So in the winter, everybody, there's water flowing wherever you go, no one's going to say anything. But in the summertime, when it's not a wet season, if it has that capacity of two saws, and shefchan loyal sosayim, then you can only pour Two saws, haisab chusa misasaim. If it was less, and shevchan lakaliker, you shouldn't pour at all, because the onlooker is going to see water coming from the private domain into the public domain. I'm, I'm looking here for a note which talks about our drains nowadays, and the the bottom line is is that our drains nowadays are basically not a problem because it's not visible. And it runs into a Carmelis. So here we are. Note 77 in the Mosnaim Rambam. It must be emphasized that these restrictions apply only when ultimately the water emerges above ground in the public domain. There's no difficulty using our household toilets and drains when the water flows into sewage pipes or septic tanks and they remain on the ground. Which is an important note in case anybody was freaking out as to how you can use your sink or toilet on Shabbos when you know it's going into the outside. Okay. Uh, 18, Yudches, Biv, a drain, where you pour water, and they go on the ground, which is what we just talked about the drains. The gates in the Shusharabim, and they go into the public domain. So also a pipe where you pour water into the pipe in its and runs along a drain pipe, runs along the wall. The gate in the Shusharabim then come down the wall to the public domain. Even if the length was a hundred amos, hundred and fifty feet, also this it's forbidden to pour directly into this drain, directly into this drain pipe. Because it's causing the water to go into the public domain. We can pour around it. Then you don't believe, and it's going to go in. You can't directly do it. You can do it indirectly. In summer, but in winter, he can. Because all pipes flow in the winter. And a person wants to see that the water should be swallowed up in its place. No problem, because it's flowing all over the place. If he's pouring on the beef, on the drain, and the water goes into a carmelis, this is permissible, but even this summer, because the whole application of this decree does not apply in a carmelis. Our drains go into carmelises. Therefore, you're allowed to pour down the wall of a ship. And it goes down to the sea. Now, can you get water from the ocean, from the sea, from the lake, when you're in a ship? A person cannot fill seawater 
while he's in the ship, unless he made a four by four protrusion in over the sea. And here you see a diagram of the four by four protrusion over this lake or whatever it is. When does this apply when the deck of the ship is within 10 handbreadths of the water level? But if it was more than that, then he can have any type of protrusion of the smallest size and he can fill it. Why? Because it's above 10 handbreadths. Because he's filling it through this domain of exemption. Only needs this symbolic protrusion so people should see it. 21, what if somebody is reading a scroll? Bekarmelis, in a karmelis, when his galgo miktsas hasefer lishusarab mu miktsasabiyode, and the scroll rolled open, part of it went into the public domain, and part of it is still in his hand. Remember, he is in a karmelis, which is a rabbinic public domain, and it rolls, this, one end of the scroll rolls into a real public domain. If it goes more than four cubits into it, he just turns it over so that the writing not be exposed. That's a respectful way. And he leaves it. Because we're concerned that he's going to let go of the whole thing. He's going to carry it. But if it's within the four amas, he can pull it to him. Or if it rolled into a private domain, he can pull it to him. But the above was if he was in a Carmelis. But if he's in a private domain and it goes into a public domain, which is a biblical prohibition. If it stopped, he just turns it over to protect the writing. It's hanging in the air. It's like being that it's still hanging in the air. He can roll it, but otherwise he can't. 22. A person who moves thorns away from a public domain so people shouldn't hurt themselves. If he's in the public domain, then he should, if, as long as he moves something in the public domain less than four cubits, he's not violating a biblical law. So he moves it less than four cubits, he stops. Moves it less than four cubits, stops. And so on. But if he's in a rabbinic domain, then he can carry it normally, because it's only a rabbinic decree, and this is dangerous to the public. So also, God forbid, if there's a corpse that is in this domain on Shabbos, and it begins to decompose, and it begins to emit foul odors, and it becomes disgusting, it becomes abhorrent, and the neighbors can't tolerate it. What are you going to do? You can move it from the private domain into the Carmelis, which is a rabbinic violation. And again, rabbinic violations were given leniencies for need and serious cause. When somebody goes to bathe in the sea, when he comes out, he should dry himself. He doesn't want to carry the water. That's upon him into the rabbinic domain. So you got to really, I guess, take a good dance and shake off the water. 
so that you not carry it from the sea, from the water, which is a caramelist, to the private domain. End of chapter 15.